from 87 Lafayette, it's Coronapod. I'm Matt. And I'm Adam. Adam, I've got to say, the kitchen, the apartment smells fantastic right now. There's some amazing cooking going on that I'm very excited about. We're making this fantastic chickpea coconut curry. You and Catherine are cooking. One of the small little pieces of, uh, of joy that we have in the world right now. Yeah, yeah. Although Catherine just explained to me that the macaron recipe I'm following will create plain macarons. I don't know why I thought they would be flavored, considering there was no flavoring in the ingredient list. Um, <laughs> but Wait, what, what is a plain macaron? It'll just be like a really sweet, sugary cookie, and then... That's fine. And then the ganache, like the filling, hopefully, will be more exciting. That, that actually, I feel like that will bring out the contrast, that will bring out the flavor in the ganache. You are an expert ganache maker, the ganache you made for that uh, enormous... Skillet um, brownie. Skillet brownie that was like the size of three heads uh, that took us like three days to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. No, I think, I think, just look... Repeat what you just said to Catherine when they come out of the oven tomorrow, look or tonight, looking mangled and sad. Okay. <clears throat> Duly noted. So yeah, I'm trying to make up in the morning, finished a movie, then we went to Sunset Park this afternoon, hoping to buy some Chinese groceries, and 8th Avenue, for like a mile, is just Chinese supermarkets. Mm-hmm. All of them were closed, mm. except for one tiny little crappy one, and I don't know if that's long term or if it was just they're closed on saturdays and they'll be back open sunday monday if it was a like i don't really know what was happening but i have never seen eighth avenue so quiet and it was sad it was scary yeah yeah it's sort of interesting because where we are in brooklyn it's definitely quiet but it doesn't but it's feel always eerily quiet. quiet it's always quiet right yeah. like there are like a couple the restaurants are shut down but that's mostly what we have, right? It's mostly residential. You go to somewhere where it's a commercial thoroughfare and everything is closed is a little scary. Well, this, this is what I'm seeing from people who are in Manhattan. Um, so, you know, Manhattan, like, typically is totally commercial. And now it's, like, completely, completely empty. Yeah. So it, it's sort of weird, like every Instagram story that I see from Manhattan is these empty avenues that look, uh, that look barren, and it's, it's almost post-apocalyptic. And I mean, like, that means people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, it doesn't make it any easier to, to see that. You know, there is one good piece of news, I will say, though, that is making me happy, and that is the siren count feels lower. I, I have not been keeping count of how many ambulances I'm hearing every day, but over the past three or four days, it definitely feels like there are fewer sirens. I, I would agree with that. I would not use that as like a proof that the curve is in fact slowing. What do you mean? Uh, That's not sci- my just intuition about how many sirens I'm hearing is not scientific. Adam, we're scientists. We've been talking on this show every night. We talk about how we are scientists. We're conducting experiments. This is absolutely foolproof data. Um, so I, I can't believe you're saying that that's not 
scientific evidence hey, you know flattening the curve. Any news is good news, so <laughs> I'm definitely excited. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think now we're reaching the weird phase for like, okay, we did it. We're at the top. And Cuomo today on the news said that it was a plateau, right? Mm. When, when you think curve, you think, okay, you reach the apex. You reach the right. point where the tangent right. line, the slope of the tangent line is zero. That right. means we're going downhill from now. But it sounds like we might spend some time up here. And now we get to the really challenging question of how do you reopen New York City? And I think the answer is you can't until you have more testing. Until you and I can get tested, mm-hmm. we can't leave. It definitely feels like any talk about reopening New York City is really premature. I think it, it seems that it doesn't make sense for anything to open until at least mid-May, but probably probably after that. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. We'll see what happens, and we will keep updating you, our loyal dozens and dozens of listeners. I don't even know if it's dozens. It might just be does, dozen, singular. But hey. But anyway, let's go to the interview. You, you said we got our first uh, Israeli listener, so. That's true. From 87 Lafayette. Welcome to CoronaPod, Alec. How are you doing? Welcome, Alec. Hello, hello. How's it going? Good, good. How are you doing on this Saturday? You know, it's, uh, it's, the, the, the days all blend into each other. You know, you could tell me it's Wednesday night, I would have believed you. It's true. Someone today uh, asked, what day is it? And we said Saturday, and they said, yeah, 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 no, no, no. Like, I meant, what, what, what number day is it? And we're mm. like, hmm, really? Oh, what are you? Day? No, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Are we, well, we, we interpreted that as, like, trying to save themselves. We were like, no, it's okay to admit you literally didn't know what day of the week it is. You don't have to right. make something up. Like, who cares if it's April 10th or April 11th? Like, the May 1st really is the only leave. day that seems to matter. Yeah. So, how are you guys doing? We're, uh, we're doing as, as well as can be, we think. Yeah. Yeah, the, the pod has been great. Thanks you know, for listening. It, you know, like, it's it's the kind of thing that, that like, a, a good productive thing to do when, when you have time on your hands. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I, I haven't done as much as I as I could have. So I'm, I'm proud of you guys for... We're doing something sort of fun and, and creative. Well, you're you're a big podcast listener, and in fact, you have had a podcast yourself. Any I any did. any uh, any tips? Any any other podcasts we should look to for kind of uh, actual guidance or spiritual guidance? We'd also love some constructive feedback. No, it sounds like doing great. You know, you you know when to hang up on your guests. Right now. <laughs> just joking, just joking. I think that's a very good skill. I um I was listening to the one where you were uh where you just were randomly calling your friends um and you know some some picked up and some didn't. And most you know, didn't. like when the when the conversation slowed down, you just kind of you you sort of quit while you were ahead and it was it was good. So you you're very good at editing yourself. Ah, thank you. I wish, I wish, uh, I know that when you made your podcast, you had a actual, like, editing booth and did things properly instead of our shoot by the hip and, um, you know, have terrible sound quality. So, so your words of praise are, are, mean a lot to us. I, I, I did it. I don't know if I did it properly, um, but I, I, I sort of cringe when I listened to that, but, um, it was, it was fun. 
And and tell us before we talk about what you're doing uh, with Invisible Hands and and all things related to coronavirus. Uh, you know what better opportunity to plug your podcast than our podcast with our uh, you know dozen dozen or so listeners. Yeah. So in my senior year of college, I started a podcast called Crushes, a series. Um, you know, sort of. Uh, it was a sort of a pet project, you know, the, the kind of thing where, where I, I had the resources of, you know, great audio equipment and these editing rooms and so just sort of took advantage of it. And I, you know, I was never a very confident dater in, at all. And so I was just sort of like, uh, I was very interested in like learning about how other people did it. Um, so... I, each episode of different topics, and it was it was it was interesting. I know I know Adam has really really learned a lot from it. And and what what inspired what were sort of your spiritual inspirations for for your podcast? Who who did you look to uh, and and say this is like a, a great thing that I want to emulate? Sure. Who should we be listening to? Sorry. What, what was the last part of the question? Like, like, uh, what podcasts have you had you been listening to at the time? Or are you listening to now that you think are like the the top podcasts? Oh, I see. Um, you know, it's it's a really popular one, but it it I just find that well, the whole network is really good. Uh, the 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 Ringer Network is really good. Uh, the the movie podcast that they have. Um, Ah, uh, the name is escaping me right now. Um, at, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Anyway, um, they're 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 very good. It's it's, it's the it's the company Bill Simmons owns, who was uh, works for ESPN, and now Spotify just bought The Ringer, and they're very good at sounding very smart but not pretentious, and I think like. On, on podcasts, it's very, uh, very easy to like sort of stand full of yourself, and uh, right because it's just like two guys talking in a room. Um, but they 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 do a good job of, of being silly and and being informative at the same time, uh, which is just like you guys. Such a high compliment. Um, all right, should should we talk about invisible hands? Yeah, so yes. so Alec, you you work in PR as your your day yes. job, and I'm sure that's yes. that's changed a lot. You're you're not taking anyone, you're not taking newspaper reporters around to uh, site visits like you used to be doing. Um, I assume right. everything everything is remote now. Yes, yes, we're, we're working from home as as are many construction sites <laughs> as well. And then, um, so in, in your spare time, can you tell us what, what you are doing? You know, we have this dumb podcast, but how, how do you, what, what are you doing for Invisible Hands? Sure. Um, so I've been basically uh, managing the press side of things for Invisible Hands, which has been a really interesting project. Uh, uh, it's, um, so ju- ju- just for some background, the organization uh, delivers, food to those who, um, you know, feel unsafe to go outside. So whether it's the elderly, uh, the people who are immunocompromised or, or for whatever reason, um, comfortable going outside. Um, so far we've done over 2000 deliveries in just uh, a month. Uh, we've amassed more than 
10,000 volunteers. And my job has really been trying to get the word out. Um, you know, and there, there's sort of different missions behind my job. You know, there's one part of it where we just want to reach out to uh, the, the, the people who are in need. So whether it's reaching out to local blogs or, you know, a lot of people now are at home watching TV. So doing a lot of, uh, you know, TV push as well. Um, but then also reaching out, you know, to be transparent, we're, we're trying to raise a lot of money. Um, so, you know, sort of helping, helping the people who are doing the interviews, like sort of craft their messaging in a, in a subtle yet pointed way to, you know, encourage people to, to donate. And, and tell us, you know, how are you, is your work focused also on, on getting more people to volunteer? Like, what exactly is it that Invisible Hands needs right now that's sort of the end goal of your work? What, 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 what do we need more of? Um, you know, we need, uh, you know, we are continuing to grow at such an incredible pace. Um, you know, earlier this week, I think we were probably doing a hundred deliveries a day. And at the end of the week, it ended up being closer to 200 deliveries a day. Um, you know, so we're sort of working over Slack now in terms of matching people, uh, which is working okay. Um, you know, we, we try to automate it and that didn't really work out too well. So there are a lot of like logistics. Um, you know, we're, we're to, of, of matching people, that, that's pretty challenging. And, you know, we're working across the five boroughs, obviously a million different neighborhoods across New York City uh, and also in Jersey City as well. Um, so the, the, like, logistics and, and sort of data management support is, are, the, are the sort of key, key challenges right now. And how did you get involved with Invisible Hands, as some of our listeners may know, we we've had Simone Policano, episode uh, ten, episode ten on the show, who is a yes. founder of Invisible Hands. But how did you get involved? Yeah, so I went to high school with Simone, and um, and I think I saw her Facebook post, and then also uh, the, the 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 young lady who I'm dating, Keely Chait. Um, saw her Facebook post as well and reached out to Simone and I, I sort of helped facilitate that connection. Um, so I kind of have, I have connections both with, with two, two of the founders and in, in, in two separate ways. And, you know, what, what started happening is like, uh, they started to get, uh, inquiries from, from press from around the country, from NBC, CBS, or like, every channel and they just like kind of didn't have experience working with press and I just kind of raised my hand and and I think I really sort of helped them manage and and prioritize uh you know who to who to speak with yeah so it, that must be a little different right because a lot of the time your job is trying to get press to cover something yeah. it must have been a a nice change to you know get to say yeah. like up oh, Simone's gonna do Fox News Saturday afternoon like we're going to like say no to, you know, some, someone else. I know. Yeah. I, in my, in my real job, I, <laughs> if, if I, I would, I would 
very rarely be in a position to, to turn down an interview from a national uh, broadcast station, but it's actually had to happen a couple of times. Um, but the, the, the job of like sort of managing media is still a little challenging because, you know, we're, we're trying to get our story out there, uh, which is like, you know, a bunch of 20 year olds starting an organization. And, you know, we're both sort of, we're trying to sound professional and we're trying to maintain that, you know, like jumpstarty, uh, you know, young up and comer, energy as well, you know, while also trying to attract, um, you know, people who are 70 years older than us, like figuring out how to reach them. Um, so it's, it's a much different job than my, my, my regular PR job, but it's still, it's still pretty interesting. Right. It's, it's trying to make sure that the, uh, the earnest Jewish grandchild, you know, who, who's calling because they want to call, not because they feel obligated to call and like that, that we want to help people and don't feel like it's a, you know, ownery obligation. Right. It's, it's, I can see that that's, that's a challenging line to walk. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was actually, I, I, I try to call my grandmas every, you know, every couple of days and those conversations have sort of helped me understand where that population is, is coming from and sort of like what they pick up in the news that, that I don't. And, um, so, you know, I've, I've sort of had to do the, the, the market research in, in that way. Got it. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Adam, do you have any other questions for Alec? No, Alec. Um, we'll, we'll have to get you back on to talk about sports because my love of sports, yeah. I owe completely and utterly to you. My parents, not big <laughs> sports people. You really, all the teams I like, people are like, why do you like the Yankees? I'm like, I like the Yankees because Alec Grossman likes the Yankees. So we'll get you back right, on the right, pod right. to talk about sports I know. and well, the lack thereof. It'll be your time to do that. What, what else is going on in this episode? Um, no, just you. We're going to... Uh, oh, really? You're you know, the centerpiece. Yeah. This is when we uh, talk about how much we enjoyed having you on the show, and then uh, <laughs> Matt and I... Go to, your, go, go to your commercial sponsor. Well, well, first we have to stall long enough until we can find a good song to close on, and then uh, then we hit close, wrap it up, and, uh, and go upload, eat some dinner. And upload straight to the internet. Yeah, no editing at all. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. I'm, I'm going to pretend that I'm not a little offended by that and that uh, folks out there don't think that we're sound editing geniuses. But thank you so much, Alec. Have a great evening. Thanks, Alec. Bye. I don't know. I feel like maybe we should not be telling everyone that we don't edit this podcast, but whatever. I think, think, you know, the reason we haven't blown up has nothing to do with our talents. We need someone who does PR. If yeah. Alec was doing our PR, I think our Instagram messages would be crafted much better. You know, speaking of that, you know who we need to get on the show? I've, I'm thinking of two people who we need to get on the show who have broad networks that we can tap into. Do you know who I'm thinking of? I Momo the cat. Yeah, Momo the cat kind of, but her lack of opposable thumbs might make this challenging. No. Uh, people we initially talked about getting on the show, Jiwon and, uh, and Mitra, two people with tens of thousands, thousands of Instagram followers. Exactly. And you know what? I think they'd be great. We can talk to them and we can say, everyone's cooped up inside. What, what you, what you sell is that you don't have to live your life the way you're living it, right? Yeah. That's, that's exactly, what an Instagram exactly. influencer is. Your life can be better. How do you do that when we're all quarantined? I think that's a great idea. 
Let's give them a call and, and book them for next week. All right. That sounds great. Listeners, stay tuned. In the meantime, Adam, it's Saturday night. What are we, what are we going to do? What, I got, what's, what's I got no tonight? work done today, so I, I'm thinking that I'm going to read my book and, uh, yeah, mostly read my book and make macarons. What book are you reading these days? Uh, it's an architecture book by Robert Venturi. Um, Complexity and Contradiction in Architecture. Wow, sounds um, sounds like it has a broad audience. Yeah, it's got a, it's it's got pictures. What more could you want? As I always say, the only books I read these days are picture books. They just happen to be about architecture. This has been Chronopod. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay healthy. Chronopod is brought to you by Momo the Cat. Follow her at Momo underscore is underscore a underscore cat. Hey, you know what Momo told me today? That she actually got a, a new follower uh, because of these, because of this uh, promotion that we're doing. It's pretty exciting. Oh man, I'm glad. I'm glad she's getting what she deserves. <laughs>